fishes and dolls and no one told you they love you today, then I love you because you're you. I'm going to introduce my dear friend, the caterer to the stars, Michael Hollingsworth, come into the studio, baby. Hey, what's going on? I didn't even put my teeth in this morning. What is happening? You don't need your teeth for this, honey, but you've taken your teeth out a lot before, haven't you? <laughs> no, I forgot to put them in. No, I know, but you've taken them out before. So no, not Never? for that reason. Not for that reason. Oh. No, I have no. This is because of implants. Oh this yeah, is- I got that. You know, I have the implants on the top. Twenty-five thousand dollars later. Hello. So this hello. is hello. We got ten. We got twenty. We got about thirty. 30,000. 30, yeah, I got to do the ones on the bottom now. The ones on the top were 25. The ones on the side were 10. So that's 35,000. Okay, Mr. Hollingsworth. All right. So fine. We're about the same, even with teeth. And then probably to get my last tooth in and I'll get hit by a truck. Poo, poo, poo. Hey, do, do, in, do, implants, do implants burn up in the cremation? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never talked to anybody who's been cremated. Have you? Yes. Somebody came back to me in my dream one night. And who was it? They said, it's very hot here. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) All right, Mr. Hollingsworth, how long have we known each other? And how did we 1976. So that would be 47 years. (whistles) Damn. Wow. So how did we meet? How did we at the towpath in? Some friends took me for dinner, and you were singing, but we didn't stay for that. And I thought I'm coming back because I think somebody at one of the bartenders or something winked at me, and I thought mm-hmm, this could be one of those kind of places. <laughs> what kind of place? You know where gentlemen go to meet gentlemen. Right. You a gay bar. Yay. Okay, so we met them, but all of a sudden we found out that we knew some of the same people. That's absolutely correct. And because you, you mentioned that, I said, well, what are you doing out here? We got to talking on your breaks. I came to see a couple of your sets, and then we got to talking. And you said that uh, Slade Brown was your manager and brought you out here. And I said, damn. I said, look, small world, because... Slade Brown was the father-in-law to my best friend, Lowell Jones. Huh, but Slade, no, he wasn't my manager. Dennis Ritz was my manager. Remember Dennis? Oh, oh, yeah, okay, Dennis, but you, but you brought up Slade Brown. So I, I know, I don't know how I brought him up because they were very good to me. Slade and Jim, you know, is so love. Jimmy, right. Jimmy, they were, oh, anyway, so one of the reasons I brought you on is you're, old, you're my oldest friend, and I don't mean oldest. Well, I am probably your oldest friend. Yeah, too. yeah, that's true. Living friend. Well, of course, my husband's older than us, so he's my only living friend right now. But anyway, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let's, see. let's let's figure this out. How old is your husband? Seventy-six. Yeah, he's the oldest. Yeah, he's the eldest. Then comes me. Then comes you. But I'm not going to say your age. Okay. Okay, fine. So I have to cut my arm off and count the rings to find out anyway. <laughs> Not only are you a master chef, you've written a book, and you're a comedian. So those are the three things. So let's talk about, um, first of all, the book you've written that's out right now and the one you're writing. Let's start with that. What's the name of your book? 
the one that's out now is called About Being Loved. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, it's an LGBT story. But I wrote it because here's what happened. Somebody broke my heart. I had gotten sober. And I guess it was the first or second year I was sober. And I met somebody and I thought, this is it. This is one of the promises has come true. And uh, we dated for a while. And I, I did. I really did get hooked on him. And then he broke my heart. Oh. And he said, I thought you were the one. But then I realized you're not. Oh, that bluntly like that blunt? Blunt like that. I know. And then I realized he was a serial dater because he did it to several other people. Friends of yours? I I tried to warn him. Yeah. And I tried to warn him. I said, do not. And they couldn't resist because this guy is like a magnet. (laughs) And, you know, you, he knows what to say. He knows how to say it. Hmm. And he knows what moves to put on you. And the next thing you know, you're there. Mm. And so I tried. And of course, it happened. It happened to three of them. Mm. And I said, I, the mother tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> so anyway, for some reason, uh, you know, I lived in New York City. And, and I did love New York. And New York gave me a lot of what I am today. Mm. Caused me to be what I am today. And... uh so I started writing this book and I put myself in one of the characters, but just slightly because both the characters were fantasy and they lived the kind of life I wish I had lived in New York Mm. and had the kind of love affair that I wish I had had. Mm. And so I went that took them to all my favorite restaurants. I, I loved how they met, you know, how I arranged for that and, and it just was a New York story. And the way I ended it at first was, uh, you know, one way. And then a couple of friends said, ah, you can't end it like that. And I said, all right. So then I wrote her an epilogue so that one of the characters would have uh, a, a, to extend his story. And then I ended it. And then I thought to myself, no. No, no, it's got to end another way. And I finally ended it the way I wanted it. Mm. So my friend, uh, and I'll be honest with you, it, 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 it affected me so much that when I was writing part of it, sometimes it made me cry. Mm. You? Especially, especially when, yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, how, why how can this affect me? This is fan. This is fiction. You know, I mean, this is not even real. And yet here I am. And so anyway, that's that's what that with the book. And then I put the book away. Uh, but I didn't hadn't ended it yet, but I had put it away. And then, you know what? The pandemic said, bring it out mm. and that's when I finished it in the epilogue and everything. So then my friend Peggy. Lauren, who you've met, was on your show. Yeah. Uh, she wrote a book called How, Howdy Hollywood. We've both been talking about writing books. And the first and before I wrote, before I finished this book, I had started writing the other book, which is I've changed the name of what was called uh, Confessions of a Hollywood Caterer. Now it's going to be called Catering with Dish. <laughs> so. It's about my escapades in the catering world and how I got there and, and how it 
how it's been my journey with food. So basically I'm talking about food and how I got there and how I ended up in catering and, and how I ended up back in LA after leaving New York. And, uh, <clears throat> it's a little dishy. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I'll tell you one story. Okay. Oh, please. People want to know. Cause I, okay, so, I so, waited before you start, I previewed and said the caterer to the stars. Yes. You are that. What is a star, huh? Well, someone more renowned than we are. Of course, I'm a. Oh, you mean a star? Star. 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 Like not a TikTok star like me, but a star star. Oh no! But I was confused because I didn't hear an R on the end of star. Star. A star. Star. A star. Star. You've been out here ninety years. How come you hadn't lost that accent? (laughs) Anyway. Oh, your teeth look very good. Yeah, see over here. Yeah, what's what's happening there? I didn't put the plate in this morning. Are you going to have implants over there, though? Honey, I'm. I'm. They've already done all the work. All I got to do now is we get the impression, and then they got to put the teeth in. Beautiful. October 11th. Thank God Yay. I get rid of that fucking plate. You look good. Yeah, I hate that plate. I kept mine for. You know what? I kept my father's and my mother's. Actually, I have all of mine too, and I'm going to do an art piece with it one time. Good. Well, I had. I'm going to call it Chew. The ability to chew. I had my father's and my mother's plates in the. I might still have them. I don't know why in the safe. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of. That's a little kinky. You know, I had a date with this old guy, by the way. And you know what? What? He took his teeth out? No, he was so old that he, he gave me a hickey on my neck. And he left his teeth in it. Really? Oh, yep. my God. Oh, my God. I've taken my teeth out a few times when I had plates, honey. <laughs> Nobody left it in the hickey. Oh, my God. I had a date with another old one. And you know what? What? Really nice restaurant. And the son of a bitch croaked. <gasps> right there at the table. And I thought, shit. Really? So real quick, I went into his pocket and got his American Express card and paid the damn bill with it. Well, I wasn't of course. Gonna... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He wasn't going to miss it. <laughs> no, man, I ordered caviar. I should have. I said, could I have some caviar to go? <laughs> you did? I should have. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's talk about your catering adventure. All right. So, okay. Anyway, I'll tell you. I was going to tell you a story. So. Through circumstances, I ended up with Barbara and Frank Sinatra as a clients. And the way it came about was that I, my friend Tony Melia, had a houseman named Eugenio Negri. And he was from Italy. And his close friend was Roger Moore's wife, Louisa. Mm. And so I did a lunch for Louisa in hidden hidden valley which is a, a, a private street off of cold water and so she loved the food and by the way sophia loren was there <gasps> and so i'm packing the car and sophia loren comes out and i said oh, can i get a picture with you and she said sure and i loved the poached salmon i thought oh my god i'm ready to die anyway so i get the camera the fucking battery was dead. Oh, no. 
and her car came to pick her up. She couldn't wait, so I could Aww. take her another way. And we and this is before cell phones. This was like '91. You know, oh. when you had clunky ones. Mine was you know, and attached to the car. I still have a camera. Camera. Well, I do too, but I couldn't believe the damn battery was dead. There was my oh. one big chance. Oh. But I will tell you this about Sophia. Going back to her before I finish with Frank. You know, one of the things I also did was I had a staffing agency and I would do the Oscars every year and some of the big events and bring a lot of waiters and they would ask me to supervise and be a captain. So one time I did the Oscars and she was being honored. I don't remember if it was the Gene Hirschhold Award or not, but you know what? They assigned me to walk her when she came into the room to get her into the uh, auditorium. She is a movie star and she <laughs> This is what a movie star is about. I mean, she walked in and you felt the presence. And so I said, may I walk you into the, she said, I would be honored. And she took my arm mm. and just like the crowd parted and she was regal and she was beautiful. And she got to, I got her to her table and she turned to me and said, I just want to say thank you very much for being so attentive. Mm. I mean, just like, I said, okay, mm. and, uh, but, but so back to, anyway, so Barbara Sinatra was there too. She loved the lunch and mm. I did a whole poached salmon and I did, I think I did my chilled avocado uh, cucumber soup that mm. I got from uh, Marilyn Lewis's son who owned the Hamburger Hamlets. Right. And um, so she asked me to come to do a party out at the beach. So I did. And then I started doing uh, like some every weekend they would play poker and she had me do tea sandwiches and, and, and drinks and hors d'oeuvres. And then they I'd make dinner for all of them. So it was so I did it like every Sunday. It was great. Uh, that was my church. Mm. <laughs> my, movie, my movie star church. <laughs> Don't take me, God. I'm in heaven. But anyway, right. so uh, and then, of course, I met Frank. And by the time, you know, he was had slowed down a lot. Mm. And, and he'd just be sitting on the couch watching his watching TV, and and I would walk in, and I would see him, and I'd go over, and say, "Mr. Sinatra, how are you?" He'd say, "I'm fine, kid. How are you?" Oh, and then that was that was it. And so, uh, it was our twentieth wedding anniversary, and they redid their vows. Mm. That was nineteen ninety six, mm. and then she. Um, God, it was 18 years ago. No, longer than that. It's 20, no. 28 years ago. Wow. How time has flown. So anyway, uh, she said, I want you to do our anniversary a dinner and reception at the house mm -hmm. when we come back from the church. And I said, fine. Now, every a lot of the stars were, were older. Mm -hmm. and uh, But they were there. I mean, Tony Bennett, Peggy Lee, uh, uh, Jerry Vale, all those people, uh, Stephen Eady, you know, Ooh. which was great, Don Rickles, and who was also a client. And, you know, it's just that I was so busy that I, I didn't really have time to interact with anybody. But after they had served the dessert, and I mean the cake, uh, I said to her, I said, I'd like to get a, a picture with Frank if I could. And she said, well, it's honey. He said, here's the deal. If you uh, you get the photographer ready, you catch my eye. I'm going to bring him over, and you got to get the picture. No talk, no nothing. Just get the picture, and that's it. Because then he's going to want to move. 
So she brings him over, had the photographer ready. I start to get the picture and Dick Martin calls to him over here on my right. And I'm just getting ready to get into the picture. And Frank turns his head like that. And so I didn't really, I got my picture with him, but it's not like one of those like, Hey pal, how are you? And so then after Dick Martin, so then he turns back to me and he says, who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) And and his wife says, Oh honey, he was the caterer. (coughs) Big kid, the marinara is damn good. (laughs) I love you. I know, but that was it. And it was great, but it was wonderful to be there, you know, and, uh, I just thought to myself sometimes, you know, one of the other things that's in my book also is that one time that Marvin and Barbara Davis, who were really one of my best clients and they had this magnificent house in, in Beverly Hills uh, that Dino De Laurentiis had once owned and Bill Clinton came for a fundraiser. Mm. And there were like 150 guests and they had cleared out the dining room and, and their uh, living room. And the entertainment that night was Barbara Streisand. Mm. So we do the dinner, you know, and I had all my waiters in tuxedos and it was, and they all looked great. And, the, and of course it, it was a high powered crowd. You know, if a bomb had gone off, that'd have been the end of Hollywood at that time. So I know she's going to go sing. I just feel it because <clears throat> David Foster was there and Kenny G was playing on his horn, mm. was warming up. And so she looks a little bit nervous. And so I see her, I catch her on the way walking from the dining room to the, where she's going to sit and perform. And I brought her some, I just knew she always had that, cup of tea on stage with her so i bring her a cup of tea and she says oh no i'd rather have warm water i said well let me get it she said oh no this will be fine and she drank it and then i stood 10 feet from her and she sat on a stool and sang two songs and it was amazing i mean mm-hmm. to be that close and mm-hmm. she is an artist i mean she really is i mean you're a great singer too honey but God has really, he didn't sprinkle stardust on her. He dumped it on her. Um, and she, and, 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 and she is, or was the biggest star in Hollywood at one time. And I remember a time before when it was a Christmas party and I walked her from the inside party to the tent, to her table. It took us about 15 minutes to get there because everybody stopped. Hey, can we catch, let's catch lunch next week. Or I, you know, I got an idea, a project in mind. I'd like to talk to you about it, you know, just stopped everywhere, but you know, and then I got her seated and I introduced her to the waiter who was going to take care of her that night. And I said, uh, I'm Michael, you know, just catch my, eye if you need anything. And it was great. You know, it's just, it's just, those are the kind of stories I have. Um, there hadn't been any really bad stuff. Um, but well, I, I worked for Robert Evans. I think that could be a book. I know. I remember the time oh, yeah. I had my lighting company. Oh, honey. Yes. That's why. See, I did. I, you know, I always wanted to work with the people I knew because I knew they were the best. They would do what they said they do. And that's what it was about. You know, you get shit done. So when I, uh, you know, <clears throat> I uh, I called you because on top of that damn house, I'm sure it's not going to be that way now. 
But on top of that house were all those light bulbs. And he liked those pink. Display, display pink because it display pink makes your skin look young and beautiful. That's why. I know. Do you see that I have it on me now? Yeah. Except mine is a filters of Peggy Lee pink. Uh, 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 well, we've got about three to four minutes to finish up. So. Okay, fine. Well, let me just tell you. So anyway, um, I he liked all those pink lights and we were spending a fortune on them. So I called you and I said, can you take care of this lighting? And you did. And yeah, he's very happy. It took me so long to get the bill paid. Forget about it. I know. But all right, that's, that's an old Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Call my business manager. They'll take care that's of it. The business yeah, manager right. will pay you. And I kept calling. It was like a hundred bucks or something. Come on. I know. Anyway, okay. so in your look, look at the storied history you've had in Hollywood. Oh my God. And how's your new, how's your book? Okay, here's what's going on with the book right now. I am tweaking it to send it to the editor. That means I am going back through the recipes, making sure there's no mistakes, and that I haven't made, like I did find a mistake last night. I said, that's, of course, I used to be, I'm an alcoholic. And so, of course, you know, when I always, when it's cooking with wine, and I put (laughs) six cups of sherry, I said, that cannot be right. Right. I think it was like a, a cup of sherry but right. it's a six so i'm just tweaking those i'm trying to get the pictures in order and it's driving me crazy because <clears throat> so i've got 116 pictures to go in the book wow so i'm trying to organize you're in it <laughs> twice with debbie reynolds and then when I, that and at your wedding when i was helping you put the garter on or something mm. that's a great picture yeah it's a great picture of us so i remember it well i do too it's a great, nice party. It really that was. was a great party. You did a great job. Wow. It was a lovely day. And listen, you were a friend and it was important. And, uh, mm. you know, that's what it's about, you know, in my business is that when I'm doing that, I create memories. I do. I do a lot of those because most of the time I'm doing something is for uh, a, a, a great event in somebody's life. You know, maybe uh they're celebrating something. Maybe it's an anniversary. Maybe it's a birthday. And a lot of times it's a celebration of life. And it's mm. and, sometimes, and sometimes it's weddings, you know. Mm. But right. celebrations of life are the ones I work the hardest on because they need to go out with a bang and some good food. Anyway, I love you. And I want you to tell your audience because it's going to be on Spotify. And I know people will be excited to listen to you. Hopefully. They already heard the old ad, me. Tell me about what what's the message you want to give out to people? Okay. You know, you talk you, maybe you got some dreams in your head and you keep saying, Oh, I'd love to do this, I'd love to do that. You can do it. But the only thing that's gonna stop you is you. So if you've got a dream and you just sit down with a pen and paper and figure out what you need to do to do that dream, and then one thing at a time start doing it. I mean, you might want to be a singer and you got to take voice lessons, learn some songs, find a piano player, work with them in the afternoon, you know, and then go to open mics and start putting it out there. You want to, uh, same thing as, I mean, you might want to be a painter. You might want to be a landscape artist, Mm. you know, put fingers in the dirt. Yeah, it's just well. I know there's. Whatever. I know. I'm just saying. Like, I hate mud. Ugh. Well, whatever. But I'm no, just, I'm pleasing. You're right. I'm. If you're an interior, you want to be an interior designer. Right. Go to school. 
learn, learn it. Mm. And then, uh, you know, then go to work for a, a well-known designer as an apprentice and learn. Mm. I mean, you can do these things and it doesn't matter about how old you are. If right. you get your ass out of bed and you're not in the obituary column, you got another shot that right. day. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Michael Hollingsworth. If no one told you they love you today, then I love you because you're you. Did you write that song? Well, I, I said the thing, but then a guy put the music to it, whatever. Now, I have a question to ask you. Behind you on the wall is Gidget Goes to Rome. Right. Were you in that movie? No, but I just collect Gidget posters. It's a thing of mine. No, I was never in. I dreamed. That's why I came to L.A., but that's my story. I know, I, I know your story, honey. I know you do, honey. Anyway, I love you. Please listen. Get Michael's book, the one that's out now. Say it About again. Being Loved, available on Amazon.com. Go to books, click it, put it, About Being Loved in there. And it's also on Kindle. Oh, And yeah. we're working on putting it on Audible. Oh, that's perfect. I love you, Michael Hollingsworth. Thanks for coming in to more. I love you, S.J. Brown. Mendelssohn Brown. Don't forget the Mendelssohn. Oh, got to keep my father's name in it. All right? All right, darling. You know, I love, love you. you. Mwah. The virtual kiss. Mwah. Bye.